Welcome to the Raven Bookery Podcast. We are three sisters who love to read and talk about all things books. And we do a great deal of laughing while we're at it. Discussion topic number one. If you could choose any fictional vehicle. Mode of transportation. Or mode of transportation. Is that not what a vehicle is? I get, well... No, I yes, guess because no. we're all going to choose a vehicle. Like, no one's going to sit here and say, a oh, horse. A <laughs> uh, dragon. I guess, yeah. I wouldn't call a dragon a vehicle. He's a mode of transportation. Horses. So, let's say mode of transportation. <laughs> My dragon's definitely going to be a dude. Don't ask me why. <laughs> it's going to make an inappropriate joke, but I won't. Um, <clears throat> not that I desperately need to be right all the time. The definition of vehicle is a means of carrying or transporting something. Therefore, a dragon could be a vehicle. Yes, okay. there's a denotation, well, but there's also a connotation. I'm going to go take my vehicle and get on my <laughs> sheep. But mode of transportation. All right. Fictional mode of transportation. What would you choose? I mean, it's obviously there's a TARDIS, right? right? I know. It's like <laughs> uh, like the best is going to be a TARDIS. Like, you'd ha- like bigger on the inside, you have you have an entire like universe inside of it. Yeah, yeah there's yeah. a library. There's a swimming pool. There, like obviously, and there's bunk beds. And you can travel <laughs> through space and time. It's the perfect everything all together. Okay, yes. so if you can't pick TARDIS, but if you can't choose a TARDIS, I have a few things that stand out to me. Yeah. All right. So, <laughs> Mbot <laughs> from the Skyward yeah. series. He's oh, a. Gotcha. Uh, he's a fighter space jet plane thing mm-hmm. who can also um, teleport who can teleport through their special ability to teleport i don't know space. he's pretty sassy too and he's pretty sassy he's like it's an ai gotcha. uh situation and he's pretty awesome <laughs> <laughs> i like that i get that reference now i'm glad you because i read too. the series uh, you've actually read more than me because you read book four and i have not read book four yet that is true that's but, an accomplishment i know good job man I think there are also some other cool forms of transportation that w- I would definitely want to go with. And I know you're going to say that one, Lacey. I, I'm gonna, what am I going to say? What would be yours? My first thought went to Star Wars. Like, I would like I would take the Razor Crest. Oh, okay. Not the Falcon. Not the Falcon, because I feel like the Falcon would be too big. But for a single person... <laughs> Man, they hate that ship. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I love the Millennium Falcon. And it would be, it's iconic, of course. Um, maybe a little too recognizable. I don't want to yeah. be like. That's true. Whatever. Can't fly under the radar. Right. When you're showing up in a Millennium Falcon. Oh, right. well, then I'm obviously choosing the Death Star. <laughs> <laughs> that's not a ship. That's a whole plane. Uh-huh. <laughs> or like, a whole planet. <laughs> the, the ra- I mean, the Razor Crest would be okay. one that I would potentially, potentially use. Okay. All right. Now, well, okay. sorry, go ahead. What were you going to say? What I thought you, you were going to go with Dragon. I mean, that would be like, <laughs> get around the city. <laughs> <laughs> this is my town car. <laughs> this is my hybrid. <laughs> for kicks just, and giggles. I, I, I also love the, the Sand Cruiser. Again, from Star Star Wars. The Sand Cruiser. Is that what Luke it, and what, Ben yeah. Kenobi ride in, in yeah. on Tatooine? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what it is, but I just, I love the Sand Cruiser. And I love it in Lego form. We have like three different <laughs> versions of the Sand Cruiser. I have it on my mailbox key, just like a little cheat. Oh, that's right, you do. It's yeah, like a Lego keychain. Oh, I would. I, I think if I had to choose the Star Wars one, it would be those uh, the speed bikes, like the. Oh, okay. What are they called? On the, um. They use them on Endor. Yeah. But they also have like snow speeders too. Yeah. I think they're just called speeders. Yeah. Yeah. I'd, Somebody I'd, correct us. I would do I would do something like that. Like I take speeder. an AT-AT. <laughs> I'm going to stop my way through this forest. <laughs> or a Tauntaun. I'll just ride a Tauntaun. <laughs> okay, let's, that's what I was going to go to. If it couldn't be a machine and it had to be an animal or a creature, oh. what fictional creature would you do? A griffin. A hippogriff? <laughs> I'd sprinkle dragon. Yeah, I think I think dragon is the... Dragon's the tardis. <laughs> no, too hard to park. <laughs> I guess it depends, because we could be talking dragon like we're talking like... Um, Game of Thrones, massive, I'm going to burn the city flame. to the ground. What's the book? 
What's the first Fourth one? Wing. Fourth wing. Or it could be like how to train your dragon. How dragon. To, like, or it could toothless. Be, yeah, where it's like he's not as big as I am. He's the size of um, essentially a, a large oh, horse, like a Clydesdale, right? Like yeah. he's Very the size of a horse kind of situation. But then again, there are some dragons in How to Train Your Dragon that are true, massive. True, but true. Anyway, so I don't know. I would have my big dragon for long drives and for long trips and my little dragon my for commuter dragon. my commuter dragon. I'm the touring dragon. It's like a difference between an RV and like a coop. Yeah. Yes. Here's my hatchback. Here's my camper van. RV versus the spider. This is my motorcycle. This is my motorcycle, yeah. What would yours be, Anne? You had to do an animal. Oh, animal? Yeah, I think I'd stick with a griffin. I think they're cool. Um, yeah. Plus, I also think it do a good job of defending me. Yeah. Right? Ooh, I just thought of one. Which one? <laughs> a thestral. Oh. It's like the benefit of having an invisible car. <laughs> <laughs> but only certain people can see it. So but it's a good job. No, nobody will steal it. You no have one. to see a death in order to see it and be able to ride yeah. it. So there's less likely of a chance that someone else would be able to take it. True. I'm surprised. None of us said a unicorn. Well, no. Eh. I um, if we're going away from mythical creatures as vehicles, uh, going back to spaceships, I might take Serenity from Firefly. Yeah, I thought uh, that. Or give me the Enterprise. Oh, okay, oh. Uh, just f- for the holodeck. For the holodeck, <laughs> I want that holodeck. Just go on all the vacations. See, <laughs> my my issue with the Enterprise is that it's it's not just too many people. <laughs> Yeah, there's yeah. too many people. It's, I can't pilot that by myself. Yeah, that's not a one-person solo vehicle. You have an entire community. You have an entire civilization, essentially, on that ship. All right. Okay. We are going to be pulling a book topic from our jar book of topics. Jar. Oh, what's your preferred reading method? Paper, ebook, audio? Oh. I think the answer is a yes. All of them together. (laughs) All of them. All together. I think we should add why you like that that method is. Yes. Because I like reading those three different (laughs) methods. We need to rip it? Was that that necessary? Yes. Before we start talking about our preferred method of reading. Reading. Mother, our mother, has asked asked us to give a shout out. To our Canadian listeners. <laughs> yes. I was going to share that at work when we do like our like meeting celebrations. I'm like, what's something you're excited about? My podcast just went international. <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, oh, that's awesome. Yeah. My yeah. auntie in Canada listens. <laughs> <laughs> My Canadian cousins, eh? <laughs> <gasps> Don't insult them. They gave us a good listen, eh? <laughs> I, I my favorite memory is visiting with them for the summer and we us teasing them like oh how about that <laughs> and they're like I don't say that I'm like uh huh sure you don't eh I'm like I don't say a I'm like uh huh I really don't eh <laughs> uh you just did we I remember doing that too but I and I liked them uh when we were kids because they were all kind of our same age yes right? yeah. like a yeah. lot of our other cousins were. Especially on our mom's side, they were yeah. younger, and so it was more of a, yeah, yeah, I'll come over and babysit, whatever. Yeah. Um, but I went up for a wedding oh, a couple years ago, and I just remember being struck by, like, I love these people so much. They're so cool, and I'm like, these are my people. They're so nice, and they like, they're funny, and I, uh, Canada's beautiful. And I'm like, yeah. I, sh- I think I should live here. Should I live in Canada? Should I move to Canada? Do I need to move to Canada? I was very tempted to tell Uncle Kelly. I'm like, hey, find me a Canadian guy. I'll move up here. That sounds fun. I'll be international. I'll be international. Anyway. Thanks, Canada. Thanks. You mean northern Montana? (laughs) You mean northern Montana? Okay. All right. When I have the choice, like if I was going to sit down and say, you know what? This is my reading time. I'm going to read paper. I'd rather have paper. Like, if it's, like, I'm setting aside the time, like, when I do, like, my dream reading vacation, which is a hotel room with all my books and nobody else, and I just get room service and get all my favorite snacks for, like, 24 to 48 hours. Um, hint, hint, Nick, Valentine's Day is coming up. Um, it would be paper. I would read paper. I'm I'm the same way. I, I like holding 
the book in my hands. I like seeing the progression that I'm making and the progress I'm making while I'm reading. It's an instant gratification. <laughs> yeah. Like, um, do, you, I, so, do you ever do that thing where you're like, oh, I read for so long and you close the book and then you look at where your bookmark is like, <laughs> yeah, I'm doing pretty good. <laughs> I was doing that with the last book that I was reading because it was our book, uh, book club book for this month. And I was looking at it, and, I, like, as I was reading, I would close it, and I would look to see where my bookmark is, and, like, holy crap, I read so much! <laughs> <laughs> well, even then, like, I, I feel like it's a good way to gauge the story, right? So, like, sometimes yeah. when I'm, when you're reading a book on uh, ebook, it's like, okay, so you get a feel for the story. Like, you get a feel for the, there's that pattern of a story. There's introduction, here's, here's the characters, and then there's that... Um, what's the word? The catalyst event mm -hmm. of yeah. the story, and then there's the rising events, right? And then, and then you hit the climax of the story, and then there's the falling action and the resolution, right? Like that's the pattern of a story. Right. And so sometimes when I'm reading, when I'm reading a physical book, like, and this happened when we were reading um the Sanderson uh, Frugal Wizards, right? Yeah, handbook for surviving medieval England. I that was one where it was like okay, like looking at how physically far I've gone in the book, I know we're in the rising action, but like, I'm still trying to like figure out that this action isn't rising enough. This action <laughs> isn't rising enough for where we're at. Or it's like, because like when you're in the rising action, you can kind of tell what the climax is going to be. Like, yeah. you know what you're building towards. And so for that one, it was like a, oh, we're building to just this one altercation that they're building to right mm -hmm. and it's like okay that's what this story is it's that we're building to this one whereas when i'm in an ebook i i always change the little bottom left hand corner where it tells you your progress yeah i always change it to the percentage oh, okay. uh, because it helps me have the same feeling of being gotcha. able to gauge oh i'm 50 percent of the way through the book oh oh, we're going to have some go down, <laughs> you know, <laughs> or like there needs to be a whole lot more that happens. Like, and other times it's like I hit, sometimes I hit like the 80% and I'm like, this is it. No, like <laughs> we don't have that much time left and there should be more, like I'm, I'm ready for more kind of thing. So I like the physical book because it's much easier to kind of get that feel for being able to see the story as a whole. And then you start freaking out of, I only have like 50 pages left. Like it's, it's too, yeah. it's too nice right now. What is going know, to like, happen? You got some stuff to figure out, <laughs> you know, or like, you know, <clears throat> wives and daughters <laughs> where it's like, how come the main characters aren't back? To everything else is resolved. Like we've done the climax. We've done the falling action. Everything else is resolved. We just need the, the guy and girl to like get together and, and admit their feelings for each other and, and have all that. And like, why do I only have two pages left? <laughs> oh, oh, that's why. Um, <clears throat> do we need some backstory? Yes. Okay. Right. Hashtag book rant. I fully admit that I am evil. Yes. Right? I, I, I want and... you to know both of you have done this to me. Oh, nice. In, in a different way. You Wait. have gifted me a book to read. Or have highly suggested a book for me to read, knowing how damaging it would be to me when I got to the end. Yeah. And not telling me at all and letting me discover it for myself. Okay. In my defense. Wait, are you talking about Akatar? No. In my defense. I'll get to you in a second. <laughs> when I recommended Wives and Daughters to you, I knew about the ending. I didn't think it would traumatize you as much as it did I'm so Everything I've, traumatizes I'm, me. I'm reading wives and daughters and i saw the bbc like documentary and it was so good and i'm like oh this is fantastic samantha is going to love it and so i recommend it thinking that oh maybe she's just gonna watch it i should have known samantha's gonna read the book first obviously so i recommend it like it was a great story very jane austeny you're gonna love it it's fantastic and did we know at that point that so that's elizabeth gaskill wrote yeah. wives and daughters she also wrote north and south i don't remember which one i discovered first wives and daughters or north i and think south. we did wives and daughters second because you suggested i did wives and daughters and then you suggested north and south and i was like i'm not rooting <laughs> <laughs> i'm not going through that again um well, she didn't die twice <laughs> i know 
I know, but that was the only like let's watch the let's watch watch the show. But I was leery about yeah. accepting that recommendation. So, so yeah, that one was Samantha second. started reading Wives and Daughters upon my recommendation. She gets all the way through it and no. then all the way. All the way through like it. 99.5% yeah. I the said book all time. the way. She got all the way through it. And then she gets to a point, the last two pages of the book, mm-hmm. where it kind of, like, there's a page break. And uh, the no, story. Wait, wait. No, no, no. Again, climax has happened. Yeah. All but everything. Are they standing the in the rain? What are they doing? Falling events have happened. No. <laughs> no, they're not standing in the rain. No. Like, it's like. All the little ends have been tied up except for the guy and the girl. That you've been rooting for the whole book. That you've been rooting for the whole book. Like the like the whole climax happens. Everything goes to pot. But then like all of a sudden all the resolution starts coming in. Everything's getting fixed. Like all the little side stories. All the subplots are getting tied up in these neat little bows. All these other relationships that you've been, you know, watching throughout the whole story all of them start getting addressed everything's getting tied up and then finally it's like they're both sick right or like she's sick or he's sick or whatever and she's chick- yeah chicken pox whatever and he can't catch it he's never had it i don't know it's it's not it's not chicken pox but yeah something and so but it's like she's on her own thinking i i, I need to go to him i need to like th- i i need to f- fix whatever happened whatever. i need him to not leave i need not knowing not how leave, i feel about not him. knowing how i feel about him i need to see him before he leaves page break <laughs> and then there is a a note from the editor unfortunately elizabeth gaskell died before she can complete this manuscript what the ever <laughs> son of a what 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 do you mean she she died you published this book Fully knowing she died before writing the most important part of the book. That's like, that's like to be continued and then the season getting canceled. Like, <laughs> what are you talking about? Are you freaking, all you had to, and then like, whoever was, um, editor, whoever, go, not ghostwriter, but whoever was doing it doing the book whatever was like but we know from her other stories that she would have had these people and this person get together and they would have resolved their issues and blah like talking about it in very general terms i i've never i don't believe in book burning (laughs) (laughs) however in that moment i was ready to cast it into the fire like what yes of course of course they're gonna get together of course they're going to resolve their issues. It's it's a romance story. It's a Regency romance story. I know they're going to get together. I knew that as soon as I saw the guy. I, like, I knew it. I knew that from page two. I wanted to know how. I wanted to see the... I wanted to get the swoon, not just... I didn't want the Wikipedia article of the summary. You son of a... <laughs> okay, best part. Samantha's triggered. Very triggered. Best part. I am railing, ranting against Anne about this. Uh-huh. Okay. And then she says, okay, okay, here, I'm sorry. I didn't warn you. I didn't think you'd be that mad about it. <laughs> but hear me out. They made a BBC adaptation. Let's watch it. We'll see the ending. We'll get that. We'll get that feeling that oh, you want. is this? Yes. <laughs> so, of course. And okay. It's like an 800 page book. It's a really long book. Yeah, the, the Wives and Daughters is a long book. Like it's at least four out. No, so, so she's like four, Elizabeth Gaskell four. is like a Jane Austen contemporary, right? So she's yeah. writing around this time. So it's a long book to get through. So of course the movie is long. It's, it's a, a mini series. It's a mini series. It's a BDBC adaptation. So we then spend the hours watching the movie, and then we get to the end. <laughs> Same part, right? Where she's like, I got to tell him how I feel before he leaves. Uh-huh. We got, I got to fix this. If nothing else, he needs to know, right? Uh-huh. Scene is set perfectly. It's raining. They're running towards each other. Cobbled street. They run. It's like, it's they, like she runs out into the rain to catch his carriage. And she gets there just in time to see the carriage has driven away. And she's standing in the rain, heartbroken. And then he says calls her by name or whatever and he right. got off the carriage he had got and off he's the carriage. there also standing in the standing rain in the rain and they're like right they see each other from a distance it's like 10 feet right and they stand there 
and they stare at each other and confess their feelings for each other 10 feet apart because she's still sick and can't get him sick. Oh, no, it's him who's sick. Oh, he's like, sick. Like, smallpox is in his house or some, whatever the disease yeah. is. Scarlet fever. Scarlet fever. Yeah. I think it's scarlet fever. Is like, in his house. And so he can't go and see her to say goodbye because she's never had it. And he and, and yeah. dad, who's a doctor, doesn't want her to get sick. Right. So he, like, dad forbids him. Like, no, you yeah. cannot go see her. She could get sick and she could die. Yeah. Don't, like, don't do it. Yeah. Right. So... They proceed to have their love confession, I I love you, I want to be with you, ten feet apart. And then, credits. (laughs) (laughs) It is not. Don't worry, don't worry, because he's going to go be a missionary in Africa or something. Scientist in Africa. Something. Scientist in Africa. And so she goes with him, and so the credits are rolling, and it shows them walking through Africa. Still ten feet (laughs) apart. No kissing, no hugging, no, no holding ki- hands. No kissing. No, no nothing. No nothing. They just, oh, okay, we're together now. La, la, la. I came here for, <laughs> I came here for the love. Where's the love? Show Where me the kissing. The Show love. me the hugging. Uh-huh. Maybe he still had scarlet fever. <laughs> so Smith is traumatized and triggered. Yes. Do you know the one that you did? Divergent. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> You've never read Divergent. No. Do you want a spoiler or do you care? She dies, right? Okay. Well, that's a spoiler. She is the Sorry. Main. She's the main. It's been out for like 20 years. It's four movies. Yeah, but the movies are wrong. Did they make all four movies? Yeah, they did. Oh. I was going to say, she doesn't die in the movies. Yeah. She doesn't die in the movies. Oh, maybe I need to watch it. <laughs> maybe the movies will heal my soul. <laughs> but like, okay. It's like, it's told from first person point of view. And she dies? Holy yes. cow. Until, she... until like, book three, because the thing is three books. Yeah, it's three books. They just made the third book into a two-parter, because it was at the time when they were doing everything in two parts. Yeah. Anyway, first and second book, first-person point of view. From her point of view, she's the main character. Yeah. Third book, they start adding in four's point of view, right? Her, yeah. her oh, love a, interest. A split. What is that? What are a those split books? POV. There you go. Thank you. Um... And so it, personality. What is that? <laughs> What's the kind of That's what you feel like when you're reading it. <laughs> but so she's like, so then it starts switching back and at the end of the fourth one, but it's still mostly her. Yeah. And she ends up dying. And I'm like, um, I'm sorry. What? And it, and she even dies during her point of view chapter. Yeah. Oh, like it just stops. <laughs> like the, in the cave of, <laughs> ah, <laughs> He died while writing the book. We would have written, ah, he would have just died. (laughs) Yeah. Not prepared for that. I cried and I cried hard. And I like, it was like a, a like guttural pain. Yeah. It hurt. It hurt so bad. Yeah. I've never forgiven you. I'm okay with that. You either. (laughs) If it makes you feel better, you're not the only one I do that to. Well, I'm doing it to a whole school right now. To a whole school? (laughs) And so my school, we're doing a, a one school, one book, right? Oh, what it's book? My, my You're favorite. doing Wild Robot. <laughs> we're doing Wild Robot. And, and I, told the fa- I told the faculty, because we handed out the books out to the faculty on Friday. Um, and I said, I love this book. It is so sweet, so charming. It's young enough to where like the little kids are going to understand it and appreciate that there's a, ro- there's a robot who's got a goose for his son, but it's complicated enough that the older kids are going to understand well she has to adapt and survive on this island and she's not supposed to be there because she's a robot but it ends with her flying away from the island and away from everybody because she's broken and that's how it ends there is a book book two two and a book three and so i told i told the faculty i'm like so there's there's a sequel and part of me is the reason we do the one school one book is to get kids reading yeah and if it ends on a cliffhanger you're going to want to read the next read one. Read the next one. It's yeah. good, too. You're evil. Anyway, I am. back to the original topic. So 540 kids will share your pain. <laughs> oh, good. Oh, good. This pain in this building resonates with something inside of me. There's something dark that lives here. <laughs> it's disappointment. It's my sister. <laughs> All right, Anne. Paper. Audio, oh, what e-book. was the question? <laughs> What's your preferred, preferred medium for reading? Paper, yes. audiobook. 
so I feel I probably engage in all three of them equally. Right. Yeah. Um, Sometimes in the same time. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Okay. I don't. Mm, mm, that's a lie. Hang on. Yeah. Two of those you do engage um, in at the same time. I know you do. Same book. Oh. I do. I oh, have. Yeah, I have the that. same book on <laughs> yeah, multiple I love your formats. Look of disgust and confusion. It's not. There's. There's reasons. Yes. For I the things actually, that I do. I do enjoy okay. your reasons for doing this. I I thoroughly enjoy audiobooks, and I understand that they're not for everybody. I know a lot of people who are. I can't do it because I can't focus, or they put me to sleep, or I just like I can't pay attention to the story unless I've got it right in front of me. Like, oh yeah, I, yeah, that makes sense. I get it. There are sometimes when my mind is wandering. And I like I don't hear as much of it as I have to, and I do have to rewind a little bit. I get it, I fully do, um, but I'm not that way. I I can completely follow the story, and I I love them. And there are some books that I will forever listen to on auto on on as an audiobook because they are so good. So one of the books that I will forever listen to on as an audiobook is Echo, and we'll be talking about that in a future podcast episode but it is so good and we can talk about all the reasons why i love it so much um when i listened to gallant on audible on audible it was so good because it just gave a different tone to the story so there's some books that are just amazing and i do appreciate like with echo because it's told from three different point of views they have three different narrators so it gives that extra voice to it Oh, that's Love cool. them. Um, if it's a really good audiobook, I will usually also get the paper or I'll get like a physical copy of it. A shelf trophy. A shelf trophy. <laughs> <laughs> Not just as shelf trophies, but because there are some times where there are things in the book that don't quite translate to the audio. Like if there are illustrations, like for example, um, the Skyward series. Yeah. I liked having those because there are maps. And there are diagrams in those books that oh, yeah. they do describe them in the audiobook, but it's, it's, not, it's the not the same. Yeah. And there are some audiobooks that come with the PDF, which I discovered just recently when I was looking at when I was doing Skyward. Um, so there are those. So I do like having the shelf trophies. But then I also like to like wait, I when uh, I get to a point that I don't quite understand, I flip back into the physical book and I can reread that section like, oh right, her dad was missing an arm or whatever or something yeah, like a that point of reference yeah. kind of thing so i do have that i will also and i i don't do it as often but if there's a book that i'm reading i will generally also buy it on kindle so i'll have the physical copy and i also have the kindle but that's mostly so that i can read at work and it's a little more uh, it's just a little easier because um, i always have my phone on me at work because uh, you know you're pretty much on call. So there are some yeah. times where I'm like, oh, hey, I showed up five minutes early to this meeting and nobody else is here. I'll pull out my phone and I'll read a couple of pages or a chapter. Yeah. Um, if nobody is sitting in the room that I'm eating lunch in, like, sweet, I'm just going to sit here and I'm going to read through my book. And it's easier to do that on my phone on Kindle than it would be to go back to my office and get the physical book because sometimes I forget it or whatever. Or even so, just juggling eating and reading a book, a physical yeah, book at the same it time is can easier. be tricky. Yeah. So if it's just a touch the corner to turn the page, it's a lot easier because I can do that with my pinky while my fingers are messy with my sandwich. <laughs> or like my knuckle. Or yeah. if you're really desperate, your nose. I've done my nose. Oh, yeah. The nose works. Um, I do my nose when I'm nursing and reading. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so there are times I will have books on multiple formats. Um I don't think there's a book that I have on all three audible, a physical copy and a, like a, a digital. I, I don't think just, I have. One I on was all just three. thinking about that. I don't know if I have one book that's in all three. I have quite a few that are audible and physical. Yeah. I don't have, I actually don't have a lot of repeats on my ebook. If it's an ebook, it's an ebook. Most of my audible books I have are, I have in paperback but I don't see. And I do like having the physical book, even if it's one that I, so more often than not, my process is I will see the physical book either at Barnes and Noble or somebody else has it. And so I'll buy it on Amazon and I will get the physical book and I will, cause there are some times I'm like, you know what, at this point right now in my life, I do have time to sit down and read a book and I can do that. Um, I was going to do that with, um, the invisible life of Addie LaRue. I pulled it out. I'm like, I'm going to actually read this book. I was a little deterred by how long it is. And the copy I have has the like rough pages that I'm like, eh, oh, I don't love okay. it. It's aesthetically beautiful, but yeah. like the practicality of being able to flip through it. it I'm, the physical nah. use of it is kind of annoying. Cause I do like to thumb through books and I can't do that when all the pages are different lengths. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
So I was going to read that book like as a physical book, but then I was I was given a professional reading book that I need to have read by the end of the month and I just like fine. And so I downloaded Addie LaRue on Audible. I'm mm-hmm. like I will listen to this one and then I'll just move it over to my shelf. So that's usually kind of how I go. There are some times when I will get a book and I like I'll flip back and forth. It's not very often that I'll flip back and forth between the audio and a physical reading of it. That would be, because I, I would find it, that so yeah, distracting. I, it, yeah, and I I like, don't do it. I don't flip back and forth. It's surprisingly easy. Same way I find my place when I don't use a bookmark. Yeah. Well, because the audible, like the audiobook, it tells you what chapter you're on. Yeah. And then it tells you about how far through the chapter you That's are. True. So that you works. can kind of gauge it fairly well. Um, well. I mean, going from the audio to the physical would be easy, but going from the physical, physical to, the audio. to the audio, I find. Yeah, that you have to kind of do at the, pa- a, at the a chapter breaks. Finagling. But if you do it at the chapter, it's, it's super easy. So I don't do that. I don't switch between the audio and the physical because it does throw me off. I usually, like you said, I only go back for like reference checks. More often than not, if I switch from, it's going from the audiobook back to the physical because the narrator is either driving me crazy. I did it once. I was reading a book. I'm like, you keep mispronouncing words and I can't do it. You call, <laughs> I'm going to finish this that book word on my wrong. own. You said that word wrong too many times oh and I'm gosh. out. There's one that's a bow of a ship, not a bow of a ship. Bow of a ship. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Um, the one that hit me, we've talked about this one, Patina, or it's like my audiobook called said Patina instead of oh, Patina. Yeah. And that one I we looked up and we're like, oh, it's the American version is Patina and the yeah. British pronunciation is Patina. But I was like, but it wasn't a British narrator. <laughs> <laughs> so whatever. The other one is for bad. For bad? Oh, instead, forbade. Instead of forbade. I know it's spelt forbade in the book. I'm pretty sure it's spelt forbade in the yeah. book with an E on the end. But the audiobook pronounces it forbade. He forbade him yeah. from doing that? Yeah. No. He forbade her. Um, what? No, he didn't. That's not, no. that's not that word. That, I've never heard it that way. That's and not that's not. That word. That's not. You keep using that word wrong. <laughs> <laughs> You're wrong and you should feel bad. I know. I, I'm not one to go to audiobooks. The only time that I have really listened to an audiobook was when I was try- <laughs> I was trying to listen to Pride and Prejudice. And I did. I listened all the way through Pride and Prejudice. I'm sorry. You were trying to listen to Pride and Prejudice? Well, so, okay. You guys got <laughs> Like it was hard? <laughs> you guys got after me because I had never actually read Pride and Prejudice, Pride and Prejudice or Correct. Jane Austen book. Episode but. one. I remember it well. Yes. We yes. were all shocked and appalled. Yes. Question our life choices and whether are are we equipped to do this podcast if you've anyway, never read Brian Bridges? So I decided to rectify that situation mm-hmm. and we appreciate and that. And I too. found it on audio. Yeah. It was on Spotify. It was free. Yeah. It was uh, the, like the recording like the the narrator was great. Like she was British. It was fine. It was really great. Listen to that one. It was awesome. And then on that same like free literature playlist whatever on spotify there is also um sense sensibility Mm -hmm. so i'm like okay i like that story i'm gonna listen to that one too narrator was american but she also was able to do like british accents very well so i'm like okay this is great and then they had another jane austen one it was persuasion i'm like sweet i like persuasion too let's listen to this one it was a dude oh oh yeah no 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 No, 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 no. I was like, ah, I'm not, I'm not going to listen to this one. Like, I can't listen to a guy read a dude, a Jane Austen book. I was like, ah, that just seems really weird. You sexist. I know. (laughs) (laughs) But no, I, so for me, it, it's the feel and it, so listening to someone's voice read the story, it very much colors the way that you can interpret and get a feel for the story. And so sometimes, like, I know that for some I could picture some books like I I would not be able to listen to a guy read that book because I just it feels like it should be well and it's written by a female author it's a feminine voice coming through in the writing Mm -hmm. I want to hear a feminine voice read the story I feel that way too if the main character that I'm following is female I would really like the voice to be female if it's male absolutely be a be a male voice that's totally yeah. fine um the only exception was uh, gallant mm-hmm. main character's a girl we're following her around read by a guy 
but he had such a good dark voice. Ooh, I'm like, yeah. never mind. I'm okay with this. <laughs> yeah. You can read me anything. Yeah. <laughs> I think that, so I have found that I have more issues with, here's a funny thing. A female audiobook narrator. I have more issues with female narrators doing men's voices than I have with a male narrator doing a female voice. Really? I think the male narrators do a better job of, with female voices than female feel, narrators yes. do with male voices. Yes. So there's one specifically that I have in mind, and I need to go back. It's one of the only books that I've only done on audiobook and didn't ever actually read the physical copy of. And I, I'd have to look up the name of it. Um, and I, I will in a second. Because the second I started listening to it, I was like, you know what? I can tell already I would enjoy this book a whole lot more if I was reading it and not listening to it. Mm. But it was like my chosen running read. And yeah. so I was only listening to it while I was running. But the way that she, that female narrator, did the men's voices, it was so caricature, uh -huh. extreme, ridiculous, like woman mocking a man type of man's voice. Uh -huh. Like ridiculously falsely low right what like, are you doing what are you doing and what yes and like you could tell it didn't fit with her vocal register yeah that it was like straining her voice to talk so low and like it was but it was very comical in a bad way like it sounded like someone who was making fun of a guy like I don't know, no, no. <laughs> it was like Patrick. <laughs> yes, it was. No, this it, is Patrick. Yes, it was very distracting, and it and like there's supposed to be a romance element of this book, and I was like, I can't, I yeah. can't, I can't fall in love with this guy be as you do because the voice you're giving him is real cringe. I just can't. There are there are some. I mean, romance or contemporary romance audiobooks that I have listened to where the female narrator narrator does the male voice voice fairly well. Yeah, and I've, I mean, and I've listened to plenty of that. Oh, okay, yeah, I get it. Yeah, it, that's fine. And it's not like, it, it's not an exaggeration or a mocking of the male voice. It's just she pitches her voice a little just bit Just a lower little lower, not like extreme. That this is the man that's talking or this yeah. is the male that's speaking and... I was like, oh, I mean, it's a little jarring at first because you hear you're hearing just her normal narrating speaking voice, and then she <laughs> hits you with that <laughs> male voice, and it's like, what? That okay? That this is this is different, but all right, I'll go with it. No, I I one hundred percent agree. I think it's something you have to get used to, but there are like the really good narrators walk that line very very well yes. they're able to oh i can tell this is a woman even like a guy yeah. narrator doing a woman voice and they pitch it just a just a little bit higher but it's not this like what are you doing over here? it's not like the comical unless, unless that cartoony. was the character yeah. yeah i'm thinking of the i can't i can't remember his name but the man who uh narrated all the harry potter books tim daly jim daly jim dale jim, jim dale jim one dale. of those i've got some of those the, right? the original one Stephen Fry? Stephen Fry did one version of them, I think. Uh, the, the ones that, that I have are like Jim Dale. The, it's the guy who did like all of the voices. Like they're different voices for the yes. different characters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. He yeah. did an amazing job. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't like the way he did Hermione very I much. I was going to say, Hermione's <laughs> the only one because he made Hermione sound so whiny. Yeah. Gotcha. Nasally and whiny. That's the only one Harry. that I have a problem with. Oh. Yeah. Yes, it was. It just came across so whiny. But yeah, I, but you do get you get kind of used to it. But like that, he is like, oh, you are spot on. But I just wish you hadn't made her whiny sound so. Yeah. You know, and actually, now that I think about it, um, oh, I'm going through my audiobooks. I have Echo on audiobook. I must have yeah. gone it with one of my credits forever ago because I told you it is a fantastic listen. Well, there are some audiobooks. I I would be interested to hearing or to listening to like the dramatic readings where it's it's it goes past just a single narrator or two narrators and there are like sound effects and there's like different actors or different voiceovers are doing different characters and it's like there's music involved so it's like a very dramatic reading i have a couple of, of those i would be very very interested to... um the bbc does some their uh radio broadcast their dramatizations okay um i have one of much ado about nothing Aww. 
mostly because it's um i'm pretty sure it's david Tennant doing the in the role of uh, oh. benedict so it's fantastic <laughs> nice. so they do they do have them i think that's the only one i have it's really great because it's i mean it's just as long as the play would be so it's like three hours oh you listen to that in an afternoon i don't even think it's three hours um it's it's a fantastic one but i do enjoy a lot of times if you're doing audiobooks the narrator really does make a huge difference yeah. Yeah. some of my favorite ones are <laughs> it was odd but peter pan read by tim curry <laughs> oh which was like he did a really good job but one of my favorite ones was a christmas carol read by sir patrick stewart Oh, I was just going to say. It was so good. One of my favorite ones was A Christmas Carol read by Tim Curry. Oh, really? Yes. (laughs) And it was fantastic. Like, I listened to it one Christmas, and it's a short. It's only like one and a half, two hours. Yeah, it's short. There's a reason there are people who can read it every Christmas. Yeah, like to their children. (laughs) And, like, part of me was like, maybe this is my thing every Christmas is I need to listen to Tim Curry read me a Christmas carol every Christmas. (laughs) It was really good. But I, I love loved patrick stewart doing it because it felt very much like this is a grandpa reading to his kids so it was really just oh i just feel like tim curry added in that little bit of darkness to it a little bit of Uh creepiness to it that christmas carol has but so how often do you have an audiobook that you're listening to a kindle book or an ebook and a physical book never Uh, always I was just thinking, and I I don't have a current physical book that I'm reading. Because uh, you but just I, finished one? Um, I've read three books this week. Uh, one of them was physical, two was ebook. Um, uh, but I always have an audiobook going. I always have an audiobook, and it is my commuting. Uh-huh. And if I'm running, I will listen to an audiobook while running, and I will have an audiobook that is my running audiobook. Yeah. Uh, right now... It's, I have a commuting audiobook. And I actually have, like, they all have separate TBR piles, too. <laughs> so I have an audiobook TBR. And right now, I use audiobooks as my reread. Oh, okay. So I was in the middle, I had started uh, the book three in the Stormlight Archives, you know, last summer. And then hit, move, new job, life exploded, everything got busy. And while I'm still reading... <laughs> I just didn't have the brain capacity to devote to Stormlight Archives, which is a massive, massive book series, just heavy, thick books. Um, And so I took a and I needed a break from the story anyway. And so I switched over to reading other stuff. And then I've just been out of it for so long. And so I am rereading Stormlight Archives books one and book two through audiobook. Mm-hmm. so that and then i'll get through those and then i can pick up back up with book three and not feel like i missed out on anything gotcha. so yeah so my audiobooks right now i always have an audiobook going it's my commute listen um my ebooks my tbr for my ebooks those are the kindle unlimited romance novels quick you know yeah. stories that's why i read two this week because gotcha. they're just quick stories uh that i can get through fairly quickly um and then it's also that added if i have an ebook i can have a book with me everywhere i go no yeah. matter what if i find time if i yeah. find a moment i can slip into a book and get some reading done and then i typically do like to have a physical book that I'm reading through, but the ebooks that I was reading this week were like, no, this is the this is my main focus book yeah. that I'm I'm going through. Yeah, I mean, I do it every once in a while. Um, when I was still commuting to school, I would have well, if I was driving, I would listen to the audiobook. If I was taking the train, then I would have my physical book. But I typically have an ebook that I'm reading and a physical book, different books. Yeah. Um because of the same thing like if i am stuck somewhere where i don't have my physical book then hey i have the kindle app on my phone or i snuck my kindle into my purse let me just pull that out and get some reading because i'm bored or i'm in a car ride i didn't want to bring my book let me just pull out my kindle but if i have like an hour 45 minutes of i can just do whatever i want and i can sit and do anything i will sit down and i will read my physical book yeah so the only time i would like Okay, like this week it's, I'm okay, I'm going to sit down and I'm going to read. This is my reading time. And the only reason why I'm doing the ebook is because it was on Kindle Unlimited or it was that and because that story is more gripping to me right now gotcha. than the whatever physical book that I have. I usually avoid listening to my audiobooks anywhere else but 
I'm alone in the car <laughs> or I'm alone on a walk or a run because, yeah. and this is my problem with audiobooks and I've decided this, I do not enjoy experiencing a book for the first time through audiobook. Hmm. I would much rather experience a book for the first time reading it, either ebook or physical. Um, and I like to save the audiobook for the reread. And I've discovered it's because either like so it's called the merciful crow was the one that i listened to for the first time and there's another one that i had started listening to on audiobook like borrow from the library audiobook kind of thing and like i did never finish it but if it had been a physical book i would have finished it <laughs> and this the merciful crow one it's a series but i like and i finished the audiobook but i've never gone back to re to do the rest of the series because i was so <laughs> turned off by the random voices mm. right and the other problem with the audiobook is my mind wanders right yeah or sometimes i get interrupted and i'm not always listening or catching up on all the clues mm -hmm. um and so and that frustrates me i don't want to have to sit there and rewind and rewind to get what i missed so i would rather save it for the reread where i'm just i know the story already and i'm just soaking it up again yeah i'm the same way i i like audiobooks but it's i can't focus on it if i'm doing something else and the purpose of having an audiobook is that you can listen to it while you're doing other things but when i'm doing other things i can't necessarily focus on the audio <laughs> it really depends on the task that i'm trying yeah. to do i can't yeah. do work while right. i'm listening to an audiobook gotcha. can i i can paint i can draw um i can do dishes i, I can build legos i can fold laundry do dishes, go for a walk, all of those things I can do where they're a little bit more mindless. Yeah. Okay. Um, or just only physically demanding. Yeah. But yeah. I, even, even driving, sometimes I would not necessarily space out, but I wouldn't catch everything that's going on on the audiobook because I'm focusing on the yeah. well, I, have, <laughs> I have the opposite problem. Oh, I'm really? like, I am focusing on this book. I might not be the safest driver right now. <laughs> Or it's one of those, like, that's that highway hypnosis. Like, I don't remember getting this far, yeah. but I do remember what happened in my book. <laughs> yeah. Well, and and that's one of the reasons why I stick with rereads on an audiobook. Because when yeah. those situations happen, it's like, okay, that's okay. I wasn't paying attention to every single word because I remember what happened. I didn't really miss anything. I'm just... Yeah. So going back to your original question of... Yeah. Do you have a physical Kindle and audiobook going at the same time? I rarely, rarely do. I like to consume books one at a time. Uh, however, the exception is I usually will always have an audiobook going. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But it's my put me to sleep book. It's the gotcha. like, and it's usually a Jane Austen. Like right now, it's Mansfield Park. That book's been putting me to sleep for the last two months because it's <laughs> it's literally like five minutes at a time. And it's just enough to get my mind focused on something else that I'm not sitting awake and tossing and turning and thinking about all of the things that are happening. I can focus on this story and it's enough to where I can close my eyes. I'm still listening. My mind is engaged and not keeping me up and then I can drift off. So I do have that. More often than not, though, when I'm reading a physical book, I don't use the audiobooks to put me to sleep as much because the physical books tire me out and I can read until I fall asleep and then I am tired enough to then just drift off softly to sleep. <laughs> Sometimes while drooling into said physical book. <laughs> so now I'm listening to The Invisible Life of Addie LaRue while I am reading a uh, nonfiction. <laughs> a professional book. Gag. Gag. I've had to read two professional books this year already. Gross. I mean, the school year. <laughs> I, I like, look for them first this year, on it's Audible. Only been <laughs> I look for them first on Audible. Oh, really? And I was given two by the district. One of them's there, but the one I have to read by the end of the month is not. Boo. I'm just, uh, Which one is it? It's called The Reading Mind. Oh, that's ironic. Most of the time, like the professional books I've had to read, they've all been really good, but it's just that, like, don't want to read for work. Which, this is my fun thing. Which is honestly, that's why I refuse to do that reading outside of work. Yeah. Like if you have asked me to read this book um, for this, you know, professional development or something that we're doing, mm -hmm. I'm reading it during work hours. I might do it during my lunch, right? I can yeah. see doing it during my lunch while I'm eating lunch at my desk, but I'm, I'm not taking that home to read at home. <laughs> I'm sorry. When I go home, I'm reading what I want to read. I'm not. You can't assign me reading homework. That's not. That's not how a that's job. Essentially, works. what they've done, though. They have, but I. I'm nope. Sorry, I'm reading that at work. Don't. Makes sense. My reading at home. Yeah, is, but you can get it done in 
several hours where I'd be like, I'm going to take this week and read this book. (laughs) I might fall asleep. Oh, I definitely (laughs) fall asleep, especially when like the lights are dimmed because Gideon's sleeping on me and he's got this hot little body on me. Can I wrap him in a blanket? And then I'm reading and I'm like, (laughs) head nodding. Slap yourself. Eat some m ms All right. So those are our thoughts. All reading is good reading. All all reading is reading. All reading is reading. And I apologize if you are one of those people who don't think that uh, listening to an audiobook is considered reading. Yeah. So I tell us why. I did see um, on my uh, feed someone popped up and they were showing their reading stats for the year. Uh-huh. And her total reading books or her book total for the year was 500. What? Yes. 500 books? 500 books. Good heavens. And the. Uh, I can do that though. <laughs> They're all children's books. <laughs> The comment section was just going off about how they're audiobooks. Audiobooks don't count as reading. And it was like the entire community of people who don't believe that audiobooks are reading all gathered in one place to comment on this video. To attack this one person. To attack this one person. And part of me was like, I'm sorry, but okay. I understand what you're saying. Linguistically, it is incorrect to say I read an audiobook. You're right. I didn't read it. I listened to it. But I consumed she, a story. She consumed. She experienced 500 books this year. Which and pro- she can take that knowledge and go to any book club that is discussing that book and uh-huh. talk about she it. She would be able to hold her own. 100%. And, yes. I mean, obviously, and she shared and like she commented on some of them like, I'm sorry you feel that way. You know, I, I count it as reading because that's what I can do and that's how I access the books. Um, and she even like, you wouldn't say the same thing to a person who like, well, I'm blind. I know. So well, yes, I read these books. Obvious, <laughs> obviously the other, you know, uh, side of braille. the spectrum was, oh, can't imagine how long, how long it would that take would take to read braille. Uh, but you know, and she shared that like a lot of people were throwing like, you ableist. I'm like, well, she's obviously not blind though. So anyway. But it's true. Like someone who is blind, who does an audiobook, they get they they experience that whole book. They experience the whole story. Sometimes they get to experience a different element of it because of their narration, because of the added elements of some yeah. of those things yeah. that we've talked about. Um, that that's it's cool. It's yeah. well, fine. She's anybody who attacked that girl, um, if you have kids and you read a book to your kids, uh, you're not allowed to count that as their reading. Then yes, you're not allowed to count that as their reading time because they didn't read it. You read it to them. Anyway, but all reading is reading. All reading um, is good reading. We love reading. all forms of books, all formats and versions. And just wait till we make Samantha read a graphic novel. <gasps> I hate it. Can't do it. No. <gasps> I have the perfect one. No. Do you? Is it the Persephone one? No. I was gonna what? make her read one about Dachau. <laughs> Wait, what? There's one. I bought it. I didn't want graphic like that. I just, I don't know. I can't. I don't do pictures. It's pictures of mice. The one that I have. For the graphic novel? Yeah. Whose foot is that? It's my foot. (laughs) Footsies under the table. Anyway. (laughs) Thanks so much for listening. Let us know if what you like to do. Or if there's a really awesome audiobook out there that we all need to experience. Yes. Let us know. Because those are fun. Tell me. I love them. Okay, Okay, love you. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Raven Bookery podcast. Follow us on Instagram at Raven underscore Bookery. Check out all our original book-inspired designs for great gift ideas on our Etsy shop, Raven Bookery. Happy reading! Oh, I just licked my mic. (laughs)